Welcome to another Minutes for Christ podcast. Today we're going to be thinking about the intriguing possibility that Jesus could change his mind. And that implies that with prayer God too might just change his mind. So let's think about that interesting idea in the next few minutes. The portion of Bible we're going to look at is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. And in my Bible, it's entitled, The Faith of the Canaanite Woman. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the, do- the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Amen. Many years ago, a local old folks home burned down beside the church. Mercifully, no one was hurt, but I was interviewed by the local radio. The reason being was we provided shelter in the hall for its residents. I always remember the last words before I thought I was being recorded. The interviewer said, trust me, I'm a journalist. But when I asked when the interview would be broadcast, she replied, you've done it, you went out live. The last week was one of public interviews in the United Kingdom. Some went well and others possibly less so. The trouble is, not just that everything you say is on record, you never know how that record would eventually be edited. And all that brings us to the most difficult of passages from the Bible. For was Christ refusing to help the distressed women point blank? Was there an element of jesting, or perhaps he was testing her faith? To answer these, we need to look into the background of the story and even its narrator. Since it appears that Jesus and his disciples were well outside of their home area. In fact, they found themselves in a region whose population were non-Jewish. Put directly, they were being challenged by a strange, maybe unknown culture. The author of Matthew's Gospel, writing some 80 years later, seemed also to be in a similar sort of situation. But it appears he was a Jewish believer in Christ, who was breaking away from his home religious community to enter the alien world outside. This experience of where to draw new boundaries was proving difficult. It was painful for him and threatening to his local synagogue. As a result, Matthew 
may have drawn the various dividing lines between Jesus and the woman more rigidly than was actually the case. Since it seems that Jesus did hear her cry for help, he did heed her desperate request. He did indeed cross whatever barriers lay between them and cured an ill child. And he did that because he recognised their common humanity, their common struggles in life and their common hunger for care. Perhaps then, in these most divided of times, we too need to reach across barriers and share the journey with another, help bear the load of another and even allow them to aid us with ours. Yet there is another intriguing possibility raised by the story. Now, I have to say that what I'm about to suggest could get me drummed out of the theologians club, but don't worry, it's never up to joining such a group in the first place. But it is possible, as a result of the encounter, Jesus actually changed his mind. Now, such a suggestion would have the great Christian memories of the past bottling in their graves. But yet, it is worth thinking about, could Jesus have changed his mind? Teasing it out, we could say his natural human reaction on encountering difference was to push it away. But Jesus was also fully divine. Therefore, that part of him encouraged a more open look, a warmer embrace, even the overwhelming impulse for inclusion. This would mean if we do reach out to another across some boundary, we do so to abolish it. We do so to reduce it to no more than a stepping stone. We do so not to widen God's world, but to realise it is already a much wider place than we ever imagined. Nevertheless, we still find, as did Matthew and Jesus, the breaking down of walls to be hard physical, mental and spiritual work. So why bother? This is a story I heard recently. For when Bill Clinton met Nelson Mandela for the first time, he had a question in his mind. When you were released from prison, Mr Mandela, the former president, said, I woke my daughter at three o'clock in the morning. I wanted her to see this historic event. Then President Clinton zeroed in on his question. As you march from the cell block across the yard to the gate of the prison, the camera focused on your face. I have never seen such anger, even hatred in any man, as was expressed on your face that day. That's not the Nelson Mandela I know today, said Clinton. What was all that about? Mandela answered, I'm surprised you saw that, and I regret the camera caught my anger. As I walked across the courtyard that day, I thought to myself, they've taken everything from you that matters. Your cause is dead. Your family is gone. Your friends have been killed. Now they've released you. There is nothing left for you out there. And I hated them for what they had taken from me. Then I sensed an inner voice saying to me, Nelson, for 27 years you were their prisoner, but you were always a free man. Don't allow them to make you a free man, only to turn you into their prisoner. Here then is the ultimate reward changing our minds, of breaking through walls, of clambering over divisions. For then we will have freedom. We will have membership of the best club of all, the human race. Moreover, we may even discover 
the crumbs of comfort but the seeds of creation's healing. Go on, trust me. I'm a dreamer. Let us pray. Lord God, help us to change our minds, to change our minds for the better, to change our minds for the whole of the human race, to change our minds for the whole of creation. Help us to serve you in mind, body and soul in what you want us to do and not what we think we should do. For this difficult time for so many nations, help us to find the words that bring us together and divide less. Let us respect difference and let us embrace all that each of us can bring to a greater world and a greater universe. We ask all this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, our few moments together drawing to a close. I hope you have found this uplifting and look forward to being with you again in the near future. Until then, may the blessing of God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit go with you and yours this day and evermore. Amen. Thank you.